What's going on, podcast listeners? My name is Michael Chernow. I am a restaurateur and lifestyle entrepreneur, and I am truly obsessed with living a life better than yesterday through wellness, fitness, and good vibes. I've always wondered if the drive to succeed is something we are born with, or if it's something that is made over time through grit, drive, and perseverance. I get to answer that question exactly, and the goal of this podcast is to talk with people that have absolutely crushed it in life and have inspired me to do the same. This is Born or Made. Ladies and gents, welcome back to the Born or Made podcast. Today, I'm extremely excited to have an old friend and really inspirational business person who touches so many different genres of lifestyle. Um, Leland Drummond is someone I met, it's got to be probably six or seven years ago, I, I guess at this point, um, when I when I launched Seymour's. And I met Leland. She is one of the most influential lifestyle publicists, creative sort of teams in New York and Los Angeles. She represents some of the some of the biggest brands in the world of digital and uh, and just lifestyle uh, that we all know about today. Um, and so I, I'm really, really excited to have Leland on the show. Uh, she is a really awesome person and she's got a really cool story. She, I mean, from amateur, you know, snowboarding comp competitor to, uh, representing brands that she'll talk to us all about. But I just wanted to say, welcome to the show, Leland Drummond. You are the bomb. I'm so freaking happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. What an intro. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I would love for you to just take a second and introduce yourself so that we can get to know you a little bit better uh, than that intro that I just gave. You have such a cool story, and um, I think that it would be great coming from you. Of course. Um, I think it was seven years ago that we met, which is pretty crazy. I feel like at least the last year has flown by so, so quickly. So thanks for having me. Um, yeah, um, I am co-founder of Azioni. Azioni is uh, is an Italian word that means action. And when my business partner and I started the company, um, we really wanted something that transmitted the way that we were feeling about how we wanted to work with brands. Um, and so when we opened up the <laughs> sort of Italian English dictionary, because both of us had some Italian in our blood, we we found Azioni, which means Italian, and it said female, uh, you know, to, to take action, action to take action. And we were, we were pretty excited about that and just kind of calling ourselves that and having to explain it whenever we talk with clients is, is kind of cool. So, um, yeah, so Azioni is, a, um, is now a 10-year-old creative agency. We're, we're a communications firm um, and PR agency, but we really wanted to kind of change the way that um, we work with brands. And so over the last 10 years, we've kind of come in and been really sort of instrumental in the creative process and 
and worked hand in hand with building companies from sort of like four person teams to globally known brands. So companies like Away Luggage, Equinox, uh, Sweetgreen and um, Kosas Cosmetics and, you know, all, all along the way, um, you know, we've really helped build brands um, and are super excited about the work that we're doing. I think, you know, me personally, I came from New York and like you said, you kind of brought up, I, I started snowboarding, which is kind of funny from, for a girl from New York City, um, you know, and, and that was something that I could do that, that helped me kind of identify with, with a whole different group of people and, and kind of travel and understand how brands connected with individuals by way of sponsorship. Um, and I think it was really formative in kind of the way that I learned to work with brands and we can touch on it a little bit later, but, but, um, you know, Azioni and, and this brand that my business partner and I are now building called the league, um, which we can also talk about in a little bit. I can't, I can't there's wait to lot, hear about there's that. There's a lot to unpack here, but, but, you know, what, what I've had a lot of fun with, um, you know, over the course of my life is really connecting with people like yourself, um, people that are founders of really cool brands, um, employees at our company that have just come, which, you know, two, two girls starting a, a company with sort of like no business doing so, and then building a team of, of 40 plus employees, you know, really driven talents was, was so major. I know, you know, that feeling, and it's just kind of like, it's been a wild ride. So, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the nutshell of, of where I'm at now. Um, and really excited just about kind of the work that we're doing. Um, and, and just, you know, in this kind of climate, being able to still have people excited about you know, signing on and, and creating together is, is kind of like a miracle. So, so yeah. Well, I, I, I want to say that I guess I learn something every single time. I learn a lot of things every time I do one of these podcasts, but I did not know that you were from New York City. Yeah. That is like, because I, yeah, I, I, I lived there till I was seven. So I moved to Connecticut. Um, but I always kind of, we kept residents and, and would, go back and forth a little bit, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I will always claim, and I was born at Lenox Hill Hospital and I you know, walked to my little day school, which is no longer there. And, and it's funny, you know, that's, that's still formative, you know, it's, it's definitely like those early years of your life and kind of growing up in that gritty spot a little bit. It was, it was, it was a cool way to start things. So, yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. So I grew up in New York city as well. And you know, I always have said that I was going to raise my kids in New York City. My wife, we lived in the city, so, you know, it was always going to be a, a thing where the kids were just going to be like Brooklyn kids. Obviously, um, I'm no longer living in New York City. I'm living in upstate New York. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I only say obviously because you know that already. Um, not everybody knew that, but you know that. Uh, and so when the pandemic sort of really set in, we decided that we were going to take a little hiatus and come upstate. And now we've made the decision to, to be full time up here. The interesting piece of that is that I really always thought that I was going to have New York City kids mm -hmm. and raise kids from the city because I grew up in the city and 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 I felt like the diversity in, in the city was unparalleled. Like you could not 
the the exposure to just culture and just a mass group of people is something that I think really helped shape who I am today. Yeah. My wife said, you know, and so when we came upstate, I said, well, you know, I can't, I don't want this to be permanent because I really want the kids to grow up in the city. And then she looked at me and she's from the countryside in Denmark. And she looked at me and she said, well, what are you saying that I'm not as good as you because I grew up in the countryside of Denmark and, you know, and, and it really made me think like growing up in New York city has a lot of amazing assets, but it also like, I went through a lot of shit, <laughs> you know, I, I, I really did. I went through a lot of shit. It doesn't have to be that hard. <laughs> it doesn't have to be that hard. It really, it, it was. And now we're both living in, in the suburbs and the, you're, you're on a farm and I'm living in, in the, at the beach in, in Orange County which is, is not as diverse as New York City for sure, but it's just like a good, easy life, you know, it's like a really nice, pace and and yeah you you like want that and and i mean i i had less of a desire to raise kids in new york but i but i certainly want and and we both married people from you know my husband's from portugal so you know and he had a very different growing you know growing up than i did um and it's just really interesting to kind of combine those things and figure out where you meet in the middle and and kind of reprioritize i think when you have kids too Totally. Um, so the, the Born or Made podcast is a podcast where I get to chat with people like you and ask the question, really the nature nurture question, whether you think you were born to crush it like you have and influence others, or if you were made over time through drive, you know, determination and grit hustle. Um, I don't want you to answer that question just yet. I'd like to figure that out by getting your story from as early as you can remember. Um, before we do that, I just, I just want to, you know, say that you're a perfect example for me that the business of business is relationships. That's a, that's something that I say over and over again. I really do believe that the business of business is relationships and you and I have worked together and we've been friends and you're one of those people that I just know. I can call and either just shoot the shit with ask a business question to collaborate on an, on a, on a project with you are just like you're, you've represented some of the, some of the greatest brands that we all know today, um, in a number of different ways and creatively and, and building opportunities for those brands and representing them in, in, in PR as well. And, um, and you're so calm, cool, and collected. Like I've never seen you, and I maybe I, maybe it's because we haven't hung out as much, uh, you know, that much together. But I just feel like the way you conduct in any in every circumstance is like I've seen you bring your whole team to to one of my restaurants and a number of times. You're sitting at the table and you're just with your 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 crew, and you're just you're you're calm, cool, and collected every single time. And it really that that's that that it's so powerful to be able to see a leader um, just always have this calm demeanor and there's never like there's never just like an there you don't you don't exude anxiety in any way and I and I and I really do believe that that's important to to talk about because leadership is there's so many different styles and so many different ways people lead 
And I've always been attracted to sort to the way you you lead. I mean, you you have an office in New York, you have an office in LA, and I mean, if anybody wants to check out what Azione does, you should definitely hop on their website. And they're 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 no joke. And um and I just and and you're at the helm of that 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 company and it and it really just it it it's so inspiring for me to see people like you that are out there just crushing it and um. And also are just super cool to hang hang with, it, you know. Like I think you, the your your character is what draws me to you, and and when I say the business of businesses relationships, I mean when I'm thinking about someone to help me bring something to life, you're one of the first people I think about, and that's because you're so fucking cool. That's so awesome. <laughs> and, and that's this is so thank you. I feel like it's my birthday or something. It's that Libra season. It is, it is. But I, I just, I just, I'm just I saying really it, it's so, it's, it's really, it's awesome. No, I, and I think that's something that the relationship side of this business is the only reason why I've stayed in, in and I throw air quotes up PR. Cause I don't, I don't think so much of what I do or that we do at our company is public relations. I think it's, it's a cheaper version of, of what, you know, the big picture is. And, and I think so much of that big picture has to do with, with person to person connection and like empathy and, and intuition and all that kind of stuff. And that's, and that's something that, that I think comes really naturally to me. There's a lot of other aspects of leadership that do not come <laughs> naturally to me, you know, and that I've had to learn and we can, we can certainly get into that. But I think like, well, like what? Let's talk about yeah, that for a second. Yeah. We're on it. I mean, I was very uh, introverted as a kid. You know, I, I, my, my parents were both pretty extroverted. My mom incredibly extroverted. And I think because I'm an only child and I grew up with a bunch of adults all the time, I just kind of like took a back seat to people's conversations and I just kind of watched and listened and I could... I could conduct myself in any kind of situation, but I didn't need to step on any toes. I just kind of like, you know, stayed a little bit quiet. And so I think when you start a business and especially before you become a parent, which was really transformative for me, when you have a more, and no one would think of me as introverted now, like, uh, because I'm not actually, but like, I kind of took on that role as the way that I grew up just because that was my place, you know? And so I think it's been really interesting to kind of come out of that shell while building a business um, and not be shy enough to tell, you know, to tell some people want a leader, you know, they don't want a friend, they don't want to, you know, they want someone that they can look up to, but then also has to kind of reprimand them or guide them or, you know, but do so in a way that, that is, you know, empathetic. And I think that's been something that I really had to learn over this last decade of, you know, when we started the company, you know, I was like 26. So we're hiring people that are like the same age. They're kind of from your friend group or whatever it is. And you're trying to figure out how to make people do a job and respect you while you're kind of like figuring out where that falls in line from a hierarchy standpoint. So I think it's just been really interesting. Like that, that was something that was very learned. Whereas, you know, my business partner was really good at, and she really is incredible at just kind of like 
running things and like telling people what's up and you know all that kind of stuff and it was something that was a little bit harder for me um but then becoming a parent it's like something that you have to do every day um and it, it's like almost just ingrained in you and that was really transformative for me because i was like okay i'm not a kid anymore i'm responsible for somebody you know their life their livelihood that's kind of the role that i need to take on now and in, in in business as well and it just something like shifted for me when that happened more with my guest in just a minute whoop is a fitness and recovery tracker it is something that you wear on your wrist they actually look very very cool uh, i've been wearing whoop for a long time the beauty of whoop for me is that it actually tells me how much to recover as opposed to how much i am training i know how hard i train what I don't know is how well my body is recovered, and that is where Whoop comes in. Whoop is going to tell me how well I've slept, how well my body has recovered from the hard strain that I put in, how many calories I've burned, all the things that a fitness tracker would typically tell you through an amazing app. They are a data-focused company. Go to whoop.com and put in promo code CHERNOW, that is C-H-E-R-N-O-W, and get your first month free. Boom. So go check out whoop.com to see what I see every single day. Um, I think it's such a great thing to talk about because I, I too, experienced a very similar situation, right? Like I mean, when I opened up my first business, I was 28. I was hiring people that were, you know, my age, you know, some younger, some older, uh, but I had to learn that, you know, high fives and hugs are always going to be where I come from. It's just who I am to this day, you know, 12 years in a leadership position, I still high five and hug. And sometimes I get steamrolled and I'm, you know, I just do. And I learn from that. And I think like you, I've probably, I've probably learned a lot over the, I mean, I know I've learned a lot over the years in, in how to, how to draw a boundary and separate sort of friends and business and business and friends. I say I'm friendly with everyone, mm -hmm. but I'm not friends with everyone, you know? Uh, but so I, I, I think you and I are pretty similar that way. Um, and that's why I think I like you so much. The, launching of a business when you're 26 years old so let's just talk about like what can you do you remember what it was like the six months before you were doing that before you launched the yeah business? yeah um you know we were working my business partner and i my current business partner and i michelle were working for another company and we had brought in so many of our personal contacts to you know, essentially help build up someone else's business. And we were having a great time. We were like kind of evangelizing this way of thinking that that has now been really formative for Azioni. And at the time, it you know, we were just not getting really any reciprocity or gratitude for, you know, the work that we were doing. Um, both on a fiscal level, but like also on just like a person to person kind of level. And, you know, and this was in this was in the world of PR, and this was PR world of PR, we had worked at a, you know, it was like a small consumer product kind of PR company. Um, and that's really where my business partner and I met and became friends and realized we had a lot of 
friends in common and, and like very different and complementary skill sets. And so as we were kind of building all these things, um, you know, more and more people were just like, you guys are so cool. It's so different than we thought PR was going to be and da, 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 da. And it was a lot of these like action sports people that came from my world of snowboarding and my business partner's world of growing up in Orange County um, and very just like copacetic. And, and it was a really good time for that type of business. So, um, you know, more and more people were just like, why don't you guys do your own thing? Like, hundreds of times, you know, and it just got to the point um, <laughs> where we sat down one day and we're like, you know, I went to see Boulder, my business partner um, went to school in California and like neither of us had a business degree. We were not, you know, we're not uh, spreadsheet kind of people. We're like very scrappy doers and we're both really doers and so two doers starting a business is is kind of tricky so we sat down one day and we were just like if we were to do this what would it take and we're like sitting down with my business partner's stepdad who's had a very successful business and like taking notes on a line sheet of paper like okay computers like office like what you know what i mean like really generic <laughs> bullet points um, on, on kind of like a messy piece of paper, which I'm sure I would, I wish I could find somewhere because it was so funny. And we're like, yeah, we can, we can do this. Like we got, it, you know, and it was kind of, and then there was, there was kind of, of course, this like level of trepidation leading into leaving the company that we were at, understanding what, you know, the implications would be if clients, were to follow us, you know, uh, let's talk about that. Let's, okay. let's pause and talk about that. That's so I think that that is that, that piece right there, there is something that I don't quite understand and tell, you know, I don't know if you agree with me or if you, you feel the same way, but if you, if you're, if you're running a business and you're grooming people, right? I mean, somebody's working for you essentially. You're grooming them. If you're not in a position to take on a partner, but somebody's really excelling, like truly excelling, just like crushing it in your office, you would imagine that that person would either want to go out and start their own thing or figure out a way to grow within the company, mm -hmm. right? There's, there's like two ways to go. Either if, the, if the, there's people that are just super chill, just taking their taking their time, doing their job, getting it done, going home, coming to work the next day, like and I would say the majority of people are that right. They find a spot, they get comfortable and they do a good job and that's it. But then there are the few that are like and they just keep wanting they just want to grow and they keep going and they keep going and, and you get put into a position where you're like, holy smokes, like what do I do here? Yep. In my, in my experience, I am, if there's not a position that that person can grow into, I personally would love that person to go out and do their own thing. Like it, it's, it, 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 I think the greatest form of gratitude one can get from like a business owner can get is when somebody that's worked within their organization goes out and starts their own thing and crushes, and crushes it. literally crushes. We just, we're sending out a very belated 10-year 
uh, anniversary newsletter for Azioni. And within it are 10 Azioni alumni that have just gone on to crush it and do just that. And we're like championing them within and each of them have this met have a memory, a moment of this, a, you know, whatever. This this was so formative. This was, you know, this made me get to that. And and we're, I mean, yes, it's always a bummer when someone amazing leaves, of course. And if you can't, you know, bring them up within your own agency, but why rest? I mean, certainly as someone that has done the same, you're never gonna, you know, clip someone's wings. So. Um, I don't understand it, but it was certainly not an easy, we, we, we got some friction <laughs> from our former boss and it was, um, you know, it was something that we had to deal with, but we also knew that we weren't doing anything wrong and that we had to follow our hearts and, and kind of guts and all that stuff. So, so we did it. Um, but there was, but, you know, way, it, I don't want to I don't want I don't want to get off this thing for a second yet, because I think that this is such a pivotal moment in, in many people's lives. I think it's such a moment where, you know, the entrepreneur today is really sort of like the newest celebrity, right? Like owning a sneaker store or a shoe store in 1975 right. was not nearly as as cool as opening a sneaker store or a shoe store today. Like today, you're considered like an entrepreneur. You open up a cool sneaker store. Uh, so I think a lot of people get caught in that spot where they're like, I'm, I'm at this place. I'm working for this awesome company. I'm afraid to take a step because I'm afraid that my boss is going to, or they're going to get mad at me for leaving and, or, you know, telling the clients that I've been working with for the last three years that I'm starting my own thing. And then those clients would potentially leave you know, the place where you're working from. And, and I, I totally see that. I could totally understand why that would get somebody, um, you know, potentially nervous to take them to take a leap. That said, I think it's so fucking important for people to take the leap. I really, I, I, I don't, I, there's there, I, I, as a business owner, as someone who's in the restaurant business has opened up a bunch, you know, and in your business, it's also like, it, it's tricky, right? Because, you have clients and they're there and they, they come and they go. But how, what would you say to the person listening right now who is sitting in the shoes that you were sitting in right before you opened up your business and you're on the fence about taking the leap because you were concerned about what your boss was going to do, if they were going to get angry at you, you know, what would you say to that person? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's one, like dot your I's and cross your T's because people are messed up and litigious and weird these days. And there are those things to be afraid of. So don't be like, I'm not afraid of it because it's all real. You know, those things can happen and they're scary. And, but if you're going to go start a business, you're putting yourself out to be vulnerable for all that stuff anyway. So you better like kind of cut through it and, and do, do it anyway. Um, but like, just, just know what you're getting into and do it properly. You know, don't, don't try and cut any corners. Don't, um, you know, talk to people on the side about things that you shouldn't be talking to, like keep your head down, I would say, and just focus on what it is that you're trying to create. That's completely unique to you and people will follow, 
you know, and I think it's just kind of that, like, rather than being so worried about having, because I think part of people get locked up in like, how am I going to be successful from day one or whatever, you know what I mean? Or like, is this person going to be mad at me? <laughs> and none of that really matters if you're like staying true to what you're supposed to be doing because if that person's mad at you, they're not supposed to be in your life anyway, you know? And if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, the, everyone's gonna come, you know? And I think that's what, that's what we've kind of learned. And I think that's been sort of like mission critical. Um, so it, it's certainly scary. You should certainly be prepared and do your homework and, you know, not go make carbon copies of everything that's in your work computer <laughs> because, you, you know, like there are things that you just can't do. And that, the, but you know, you'll get to the end result if, if you're on the right path, you know, and I think that's something that's really important. Hey guys, more with my guests in just a minute. We're going to take a quick break to get a word from our sponsors. Ah, fitness. Fitness is a massive part of my life. Training is a massive part of my day. I train every single day, uh, maybe outside of Sundays. But I train most days, and because I train so hard, I am always on the prowl for the best products to train with. I no longer look for men's shorts to train with. Why? Because I found the brand that does it the best, 10,000. 10,000 is an incredible men's fitness apparel brand. I'm in love with their shorts. They make three premium shorts. I use all three of them. I specifically love the session short. Uh, I wear the session short, five inch session short with an inliner, uh, but you can go on there and you can choose your short, you can choose the color, you can choose the inseam, you can choose liner, no liner. The stuff is unbelievable. It lasts forever. It never smells. It's got the most amazing anti-odor property. Um, and uh, it's free shipping, free exchanges, free returns. They stand behind their product. They're amazing guys who have who make the product. I truly love 10,000. And I also love it for not being in the gym. I wear them when I'm just kicking around the house on a weekend. Uh, it's just the most comfortable stuff on the planet. Pop over to 10,000.cc. That's T-E-N-T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D.cc. And use promo code BORN20, B-O-R-N, the number 20. That's B-O-R-N, the number 20. You will get 20% off your first order. That's a big, fat discount on the best quality men's fitness apparel in the game. Go over to 10,000.cc, check them out, thank me later, bye-bye. One other thing that I think I'd like to add to that, because I do believe that there are so many people that get caught in that place where they feel like they want to grow. They feel like they have what it takes to have their own thing. And they get, they get the hurdle in front of them is exactly what you were scared about and what I was scared about before I opened my first business. One thing that I did that I do truly believe set, you know, set me up for success was when I knew at 25, I knew that I was going to have my own restaurant. I just, I, I was not, I made a decision and I said, I'm not going to stop until I have it. And whether I fail or succeed is to be determined, but I knew that I was going to do it. I took my boss aside and I said, Hey, Frank, 
I want to just tell you where my head's at. I am going to open up my own restaurant. I'm not telling you I'm going to do it right now. I'm just telling you that in a few years, I really do want to open up my own restaurant. And can you help me? Like I, 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 I'm, I'm, I've been working for you. I've, I, at that point, I'd been working for him for five years and I worked for him for another three years after I told him that, but the guy gave me so much rope. He like literally, first of all, he put the biggest fire under my ass of all time. And he said, dude, I don't think you have it. <laughs> and that was like, oh no. <laughs> and then he said, I think the first thing you should do, if that's what you really want to do is go to culinary school. And then I got I got, got done with culinary school and he really just helped me like in, in, in ways that he probably doesn't even know. So I would just also add to what you said is like, yes, you should be you should be fearful in a healthy way. You should not allow that fear to stop you. You should also be honest and transparent. Yeah. And I think I'm but I, so much from, from a personal experience that I'm not thinking about what we've done for a lot of people, which is like. Yes, like go go to your boss, tell them what you want to do. Like, you know, some of my former employees that are going out and doing their own thing and like so proud of what they're doing. And they're great. Like, I'll go on their podcast or we'll have our clients do this or you know what I mean? And it's like, that's awesome. Like, how cool is that that, that you've grown that thing? And I think it comes. So, yes, like just just coming to the table with that set of honesty and like just lay it out there like you can't go home and feel bad about what you're doing if you're just if you're just going out there and telling the truth and that also you've given your blood sweat and tears to that person you know like you've done your best work and and that's you know those are the people that end up doing really well i think all right so i think we've covered that i i just i i when you when you mentioned that moment it was just a, such a great layup to talk to, to the to the listeners about this idea that you should be scared yeah. but that fear should not stop you there's there is a there is a, a, a you know a step system that can actually get to you, get you where you want to go uh, and utilize the the leadership that you have in front of you to actually make it a much more seamless situation right ask for fucking help yeah um, all right so uh, so you launch Atione and you're 26 years old and you're like trying to figure it out as you go. Both of you guys are not finance finance folks and you're just like you're 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 grinders like me. You're you're hustlers, you can roll your sleeves up and you're like we're just going to get this thing done. Mm -hmm. And how does that look? Uh it looks like a small so we we got a little office on um Sunset Boulevard in in Los Angeles and um you know, we both lived in LA and we got ourselves two computers and, you know, two desks and, and kind of, and we knew like there were a couple clients. So, so like I said, we were in this kind of action sports space, which, you know, are like skate, surf, snowboard brands. And it was at the time when snowboarding had just been welcomed into the Olympics. Um, so Sean White was like on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine and, you know, skateboarding was kind of crossing into fashion. And a lot of our friends that own these really amazing brands, companies like this company Element Skateboards, or, you know, had just started at this lifestyle headphone company called Skull Candy, which was like 
these Utah kids that were snowboarders that wanted to listen to music and like answer their phones at the same time, which was like unheard of because all headphones and consumer electronics were black at the time and had no personality. And this brand came in and kind of mixed it up. These were companies that were tiny, but they were like, we like you guys. You're, you're not your usual. This is not what we would think of when, when we're going to go hire a, you know, PR firm and you guys get us and you can also like come out and, and ride with us and hang with us and do whatever, but then you can also get us into Vogue, like awesome, you know? Um, so, so those companies, a couple of them came with us. We had six or seven clients that came with us to start the company, you know, and Michelle and I, you know, in our two little desks and computers, we, we started just emailing everyone we knew. Hi, like it's us. We just started Azioni and, you know, here's our clients and let us know what, what, what you need or if you need anything. And we have, we're, we're trying to take a different approach to what PR looks like. You know, we, we, um, we want to be more like a creative agency and be an extension of an in-house marketing team. And this is what we do. So we emailed, you know, from editors to friends to, you know, and there was no social media. So it was just like this, you know, I think what well, was 10 years ago, MySpace. I mean, it was like, there wasn't like a medium to just have people blast out, you know, to help us out, to swipe ups, to this, to that. There was no, like, we're going to reach a million people in a day. It was like, literally like, forward email, like do it to the next person, BCC, whatever. Like, obviously I'm not sending things from a typewriter. It's not that archaic, but like I, it was work, you know, we, we went out, you know, and it was going to dinners and lunches and, and just like hustling and trying to get people to know who we were. Um, you know, we would do this thing where we rent a hotel room in New York because we had to be like bi-coastal um, and we would set all our clients up in like a showroom, kind of like a pop-up showroom and just every editor like come in all day facials this like get gifted it's a you know we would do these kinds of like christmas and july holiday gifting suite kind of thing just the two of us rolling racks and rentals and you know figure it out steaming clothes and and um and then it just grew it was like this crazy thing where we would do really great work and then someone would tell a friend and another you know someone would tell another friend and um and then we finally were like, we can hire somebody, I think, because we can't do this all on our own. And so we made our first hire. And um, how long into the business was that? It was only a couple of months because we really needed someone to be like pitching and, and doing kind of the legwork with us. So so we hired, um, I can't remember, maybe like four months in or something like our first employee. And we had a couple of friends that would like come in and help with an event or do whatever. Um, but but yeah, we, you know, and at some point our little office in LA grew to be like four people in a little room, you know, and then we moved across the hall and then, you know, and it's kind of just been like that. It's been really funny. But one of the things that we, you know, and I'll knock on wood still, we have never reached out for new business once in the 10 years of Azioni. Like people interview with us and they're like, how much of my role is going to be like, new business recruitment and we're like none because it's it's and I'm, and I'm not saying this from a place of ego or anything like we're so grateful that this thing has been an engine for its own um like riches and 
and I mean riches of like people and and relationships and stuff because it's it's so cool that like-minded people have referred more like-minded people and referred more like-minded people and it's grown into exactly what we like could have never imagined it, it it to become but but what if I had like a perfect case scenario for the types of people and clients I wanted to work with you know like when when Equinox called us or when you know Sweetgreen or or you know we're working with global you know partnerships for J Crew or like you know it, it it just was like wow that's crazy oh my god that like a Nike a this a you know whatever and it's it sound you know away luggage was just like a like such a fun cool small business and and we helped grow it into a billion dollar brand you know over the last four years so um that's so cool to be a part of you know and i think and that's that's like the magic of of what we're doing because i think it really it has proven itself to be kind of different you know i i'm trying to figure out what it is that you have because you have something special and it's not just the ability to tell a story you know like you are one of those people that just understand how to connect with people i think i just i i believe that that is what has made you successful yeah and i think that i have i think that i have a very similar um quality i i i'm not ever ever unless i'm in a room by myself the smartest guy in the room yeah and maybe even then, I might not be the smartest guy in the room all by myself. Same. <laughs> so, but you're running this super successful business that is, you know. So, what do you what do you equate that to? Do you? I mean, is it is it is it the ability to connect with other human beings? I mean, is that what you think it is? And is there a lesson for others to be learned to for others to learn there? You know, every I, we always say like everyone has their superpower, right? Like some things are are learned, some things are born. You know, you're, this is what we're talking about. I think um, I have always felt like I had this ability to walk into a room and kind of understand people from the inside and how they how they need me to be. Not that I'm, not that I'm pretending it's just like I can chameleon my energy almost into like what I need to be in that situation and it's been extremely beneficial for understanding how to relate with people and clients and I think and and employees and everything you know and I and by no means am I perfect at that at all but I but I like I do feel like that is my superpower is I just really get people. And I think it's just coming from a place of like, like kindness and kind of like, okay, I can always hear where, like, instead of just like steamrolling. So there are some people that are just like, got to be the loudest one in the room or that, you know, I've always kind of taken a, a, like I said, from the beginning, like a kind of step back to understand how to listen and then, you know, relate with people in that way and, and I'm and I'm genuinely like interested in people what's beneath the surface and I think that kind of has shown through um I think as a business we work extremely hard and we care like I feel like we just care so much more from the top 
down. You know, we don't want people to be disappointed. And I think that's something like I have always felt in life. You know, I don't want to disappoint people. Um, my business partner is very similar. We've like given people their money back proactively when we didn't even do a bad job. We've just been like, hey, why don't we roll this month into next month? Because we think we can do better at that. We did that from like day three. You know, we were just like, it's not going to make or break our business. Like, no, you know, it's like if, if your food isn't perfect at a restaurant, right? You should be able to send it back. And, and maybe like if, if, if you as the, as the chef knew that the person wasn't enjoying it as much as they should be, would you say like, hey, this one's on me or whatever? I feel like we've just always led with that kind of thing where it's like, uh, with that kind of directive or whatever, where, where we're like, it, it's, it's not about the money as much as it is about the relationship. And that relationship is going to outlast any kind of dollars and cents that were paid, you know? So, um, I, that's it. You just fucking killed it. That if, if that's the only line that you said in this whole entire podcast that resonates with someone, that's it. That is it. That is, the, that is the absolute ticket to success as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's not about the money. It's about the relationship and the ability. What I'll add to it is to do something great because if it's about the fucking money in any business, you're screwed unless you're gambling. Yeah. Like actually gambling on like, you know, betting on horses. Right. And even then it, it's half the time, those guys and gals that do that, you know, you know, it's like, I, I just, I, I, God, I'm so happy you said that. I, I I'm so happy you said that because I think that that is so crucial for people to hear. But I think it's, it's a, yeah. you need that litmus test of, um, like moral core, you know, like, I think that's what makes a good business. I think that there are people in business that feel like they're always looking over their shoulder at what someone else is doing in their, in their field or like, you know, I, I need to have those employees from that company because, you know, they're just doing such amazing things, but that might not translate, you know what I mean? Or, or I need to like, those kinds of things never work because it's not really being honest to, to sort of like your mission statement. So I think from, from day one of what we've been doing, we've just always been like, heads down, we are who we are, you know, we're not gonna try and be anyone else. We're not gonna even try and be close to like an industry standard of what PR is, because we wanna do something completely different. And, you know, we also just wanna come from a place of like integrity, you know? And I think that stuff is like so important, whether you're an employee somewhere, whether you're, you know, starting your own business, leading a business, um, that stuff is like so critical, I think, you know? Let's, let's just talk about PR for a little bit because I think, uh, you know, PR is, is for, for people that don't really understand what it is, um, and I think the thing that's always drawn me to you and to sort of, you know, when I'm thinking about brands and, you know, you know that that's kind of like what drives me is creating brands. Um, your, your sort of philosophy, your general philosophy about the industry is just different. 
and I think that you are probably one of the front runners um, of, of people out there in the, you know, PR space that has really thought about it as much more of a creative marketing driver than just getting the business, you know, pitching a business to be in the New York Times or, you know, on the cover of, you know, or not on the cover, but like in some like roundup of great, you know, bags to wear in, you know, in the spring in New York. So like what, what, what? <laughs> Your favorite story that you're always reading. Yeah. 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 Always, always. But what, but so let's just talk about like PR for a minute and, and how you guys at Azione are, are different. Yeah. So baseline public relations is, um, you know, a, a brand or company hires an agency to sort of be the liaison between the media and the brand, you know, first and foremost, it's about earned media versus paid media, which means, you know, a lot of it is based on the relationships of the agency. Um, what we found is that that's sort of like a reactive task, you know, brand provides marketing calendar and sort of here's what's coming up for us, or we're about to launch this company and make sure you, you know, you get us into the places that we need to get into so that we can reach the consumers that we want. Um, we, that's, that's not sustainable. You know, at some point your relationships tire, um, you know, and company moves on to the next agency at that point. And I think that was kind of what the former definition of PR was, which, which was like a lot of turn and burn. Okay. I was at this agency and now we're at this agency and then this agency and this agency does tech and this one does fashion and this one does whatever. Um, you know, our approach has always been, let's get under the hood and understand what makes a brand tick, right? So, um, you know, maybe a brand has a really interesting founder and that founder has a whole set of stories of their own and then, you know, his or her own. Maybe, um, you know, there's an opportunity to build relationships with other brands and in collaboration. So obviously like this quote unquote collaboration kind of thing has become so commonplace and in sort of the zeitgeist of, of everything. But I, but originally it was not, you know, and when we started working with Skullcandy headphones, like doing a partnership with the NBA was mind blowing because putting NBA's logo and having guys be able to wear headphones as they're going onto the court and then the inside the NBA guys wearing them, it was just like, that was a big deal because it wasn't something that anyone had really thought of. And you wouldn't really consider making that partnership happen, ideating that whole thing, traditional PR, because it were, were the originators of the ideas, you know? And so we're trying to come to the table with the ideas that get you the, the cover, the, you know, the article in the New York Times, instead of just responding to what exists, you know, we're trying to come at it from a really proactive way from a action approach at Sioni, you know, it's, it's, it's going back. We're always like, we can't be flat footed. We have to, what's the campaign that's going to be the thing that makes you now blow up on social media that, you know, takes over TikTok, which I don't understand, you know, like all these things that now exist Our our modality for reaching them 
you know, has always been the same. So it's like the more like bring it on, like TikTok, sure, like whatever, because our approach is always going to be the same. It's just one more arena for us to come up with ideas for. And that's really cool. You know, back in the day, it was like we can do a chalk art campaign, like we can you know, we can do, it was cool. Like it was, it was like, we can put graffiti around the city and that could be like an idea that then lands you in ad week or whatever. And, and now it's become so much more commonplace, but it's just kind of like chipping away at the, at the under, you know, what's underneath of, of the companies. And I think it's, it's really our responsibility to come to the table with the creative and that's the stuff, the magic, I think that, I like the most about the vocation. Yeah. Just the creative component, being able to. Yeah, I, mean, I think, because... yeah, I think um, you know, like I said, the, the tr it, it's one thing to be able to have a lot of relationships and to be able to call a friend at a publication and say, hey, my friend's really cool and they're now a client of ours and his name's Michael and he has a great restaurant and now he's opening this and he's doing that, whatever, write about him done. Okay, great. She writes the article. Like, what did I do today? You know, like I phoned a friend. That's like, that to me is like baseline. I should, I should be able to do that. And, and anyone that, that comes and works for us should either learn how to do that or know how to do that when they're employed because they're at a certain level, you know, then what are they like, how are they learning every day? What are they, what are they kind of coming to the table? I, I came up with this incredible idea that then became a global campaign that then drove 150,000 sales in an hour that then, you know what I mean? And then you're like, well, that's what I did today. That's cool. You know, that's a cool thing. And like, it's just a little bit more complex and, 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 you know, it's, it's what kind of makes, makes the magic of what we do. So, yeah, I think that's, that's what it is. That is, is definitely much different than, my experiences in <laughs> restaurant PR, for instance, you know, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of, you know, if you don't have the, uh, the cronut lined up, you know, it's hard to get, it's hard to get press. Like if you're not doing something that is, you know, stacked on stacked on stacked on stacked on stacked with, you know, ooze coming out of it and like rainbow, icicles you know it's 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 so interesting that that is really sort of what i've learned you know throughout my time in the restaurant space you've got to have some crazy menu concept and like and and so it gets to a point where every single restaurant or restaurateur is is you know knows that like if they're not opening restaurants restaurant after restaurant it's hard to be at the at the forefront of the media it's just it's not easy uh, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's very easy to write about a new restaurant opening. Um, but if you're not innovative internally, or if you've sort of tapped out your innovation internally, which would really be in a, would suck, you know, you, it, traditionally it's hard to rely on a publicist to be that person for you because they're like, well, what are you doing? You know, like, give me something to pitch. And I love the fact that you are taking the approach of like, we're going to brainstorm internally for you and pitch you right. a bunch of ideas that we have ideas that actually will get you something and it, you know, some, one yeah. of them might be rainbow icicles, but here's why it's going to matter, you know? <laughs> yeah. Let's rainbow icicle it. Um, so 
I guess this is, you know, the, the idea here is to really just understand if you think you were born with your suit. I, I'm, I'm assuming based on the conversation and you kind of spilled the beans already. You kind of said that you feel like you're born with a superpower. And, um, but I'm going to ask you, do you think you were born with this ability or do you think it was made over time? Oh, I mean, I think, I think that inherently I've always sort of understood people. Like I've been sort of fearless in relationships and, and relationship building. And that's been, you know, what I feel like is my superpower, but I have refined that so much over the last 10, 15 years, I think that to, to make it really, um, something that has helped me as a business owner and as a, as a employer and a boss and a mentor and a parent and all that kind of stuff. And I think, um, so I think it's both, you know, I, I, I think that I was born to be uh, working with people and building relationships with people always. Um, you know, I think this time in quarantine and living in the suburbs and kind of being locked into um, a certain way of life, not even, you know, you know, being outside of New York, it's been, it's been a little bit hard not to have that interaction with people on a, on, on like a face-to-face -face value and doing a lot of these like screen time sessions and stuff. So, so I know it, I know it inherently that it means something to me, like at a gutter level, but I also understand that it's something that, um, you know, if we're, if you're going to call it, we'll call it a superpower. It's something that's kind of getting stronger just by, by practice, you know, and by proxy. Um, if there's a piece of advice that you have passed on to others or something that's been passed on to you that you just absolutely love and you actually live by that you would want to leave the listener with, uh, one piece, what would it be? Um, let's see. Never be afraid to admit that you're wrong or not good at something. I think my biggest thing is like, know, know your, and, and, and this isn't certainly original to me, but it's something that people should always remember. I think, you know, knowing your strengths and weaknesses is incredibly important in business and, and, understanding where your shortcomings are and being sort of strong enough to say, I'm, I'm, I'm not great at that, you know, and I'm, I'm, this isn't a place where I really will ever excel. Um, so I, you either have to delegate it or figure out a way to, you know, come around. I think that's, that's been like my biggest conclusion of, of owning a business is like, I'm, there's some things that I'm very good at and some things that I'm just terrible at, you know, and I, and I, I don't think I'll ever get good at those things that I'm terrible at is despite my, you know, strongest efforts to, to better myself in the, in those arenas, I think, you know, it's really important just to, to know your strengths and, and be able to back off the things that you're, that you're not great at and ask for help. I could not agree more. Yeah. I, 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 if, if, if somebody is listening to this, that's struggling 
starting a business and feels like their egos telling them that they cannot admit that they suck at numbers or if they suck at uh, team building or developing others. They can't, they don't really communicate well. I think the first step is really taking accountability and responsibility for it and just saying, you know what, it's okay. Like I'm really good at this other thing and I'm just not great at that and I need to find people to help me. And I think like you, that is probably one of the most integral components of what has made me successful in business is the ability to just say, I really suck at that mm-hmm. and tell everybody that I'm and, and not have any shame behind it and empower other people that you work with to be like, Hey, like you're really great at that double, triple down, <laughs> but let's pass that thing that you're spending all your fucking time doing and not doing a good job on to the person to your right, because that person will be able to do it with their eyes closed and it's okay. Yep. Agreed. Um, this was so much fun. I actually learned so much about you that I didn't know, but I do know that the fact that we're Libras together, the two of us just had birthdays. I actually just turned 40, just kind of a trip and really can't, I can't even (laughs) say it out loud, but it's true. You were, you earned that 40. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, uh, I'm just grateful that you, you took the time to join me here and there's so many awesome, uh, little, little pieces that I know everybody's going to benefit from. This was a super valuable hour that we've spent. Uh, last thing, last thing, and then I'm gonna let you go. Are there any habits that you've done consistently? Um, that have helped shape who you are today that you'd want to share with us? Um, similar to you, I think fitness is, is like my number one habit that has helped me, I think, be successful and calm. Like you brought up my demeanor earlier on and, and I think it's something, I notice it so much when I miss workouts um, that I feel more anxious and I don't usually, my anxiety, stress level, all that kind of stuff is, is usually internalized. So maybe that's why no one ever (laughs) catches it, but, but I, but like a, a, a fitness routine for me, even if it is just like 10, 15 minutes of movement, a walk outside, um, or like a, like, something more rigorous is, has been extremely fundamental in, in just like keeping a layer of calm. Um, and just like as an athlete, my whole life, it's been really, I think just so crucial for me. Um, you know, the other stuff, meditation, a lot of that comes in. I'm, I wish it was more habitual, <laughs> it used to be much more habitual when I, when I had kids, but all of those habits I think are, are very, if you can just like do something every, every day, a little something, a little piece of the movement. I think that's mission critical. Um, and also gratitude. Like I wake up every single day and I, and I just do like a quick mental gratitude list and it, and, and I often do it at bed at, at night too. Cause I feel like if I've had a day, it's really helpful in kind of resetting me. So those are like the, the main things that I do. 
And what, what is that like? So when you say a mental gratitude list, do you just like close your eyes and just go through three to five things that you're grateful I for? Am, I am so grateful that I am healthy amidst this pandemic. Like, I can't believe that I have two kids that came out healthy and, and beautiful and sweet. You know, like I have a awesome husband and a thriving business and all this stuff. Like, I just kind of like, wow, wow, wow. In my head, I'm so grateful, you know, and for all the people and I've, I've gotten my son now um who's almost five like we do that at night and he'll you know he names his like five friends on the playground or whatever it is but it's just like starting that habit for him at a really young age um I think that's really important love it Leland you're the shit I really Thank appreciate you, you. I really this is fun let's let's talk this is gonna be a good one <laughs> Yeah, okay. this is gonna be a good one, and and uh, and and I'm gonna connect with you real soon to tell you about uh, the last time we talked about creatures of habit. It was in a different place, and now because of the pandemic, it's in a much different place. So I'll I'll uh, I'll hit you up soon and let you know where where I'm at with it. Um, I did, and and the league stuff you can cut out because oh, about just it, real, but... just tell me about the league. No, quick, I want to hear about it. Okay, so. League is a, so after building, you know, hundreds of brands over the last decade from Azioni, my business partner and I, um, along with some friends in our orbit, um, we came up with an idea for an, an active intimates line. And I won't tell too much more, but essentially as someone that works out every day, I realized that there was a level of white space in, in, in the intimates category for women um, in, that move and like go from place to place really, really, um, you know, women that are on the go. And I think not just like a fitness line and not just like a, a typical intimates line, we wanted to come up with something that really identify that we could identify with um so we've been actually working on this brand for three years it takes a very long time to build a brand when you're also running <laughs> a very busy company we realized and it's been such an interesting uh learning experience uh making a product from scratch but i have to say like wearing something and 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 having it work and like doing photo shoots and having it be all your own is like, I've never, it, it feels so incredible and so different from, from, you know, the amazing work with, that we do for other people's brands. So um, you'll know more soon, but we are launching in, uh, in January of next year. And, um, and we have a lot of incredible people that are championing, uh, what we're doing and it's it's really made for women like us that are just on the go um so we are the league.com you can put in your email address and, and sign up for more information but we're really stoked it's it's going to be so fun and just we are, we're we self-funded it it's really scrappy like we didn't want to do any of the fundraising or any of the big stuff we want to make sure that we build something that's successful on our own merits. <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see how that all goes, but it's kind of the way we built Azioni. Like it's, it's our little like one room office um, and our, you know, line sheet of paper and just kind of figuring it out as we go along. It's been, it's been pretty awesome. So I'm excited about it. I love it. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to stock up for my lady. That's right. I'm sure, I'm sure, anything <laughs> that you create, I'm sure she's going to love. It'll, it'll um, be cool. 
Um, where can people where can people find you and and Azione? Yes, so um, Azione uh, or Azione PR on Instagram, AzionePR.com. It's A Z I O N E P R, um, and I'm private, but you can <laughs> you can find all my stuff on there. Um, yeah, cool. yeah. Thank you for having me. It's good to You're chat. The best. Have a great uh, have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Later. Later, Leland. Thank you. Hey, guys. That was my conversation with Leland Drummond. I got to say that she dropped some gems on us. Um, but one of the most important pieces of the puzzle that I would just empower you all to take very, very, very uh, seriously. And if you take one thing with you, it is this, which is what she said about admitting when you're not good at something and being okay with it. I think that could be one of the most important components to success in business today. Understanding what you're good at, but really understanding what you're not good at. Uh, and trying to find help in that area as opposed to spending unwasted, or excuse me, like hours and hours of time trying to do something that potentially someone in your company or in your team or in your group could could do with ease. So I really hope you enjoyed that one. I loved it. Um, and she's such a good person. And if anybody's out there looking to have somebody help them develop a brand or grow their brand or um, just work on some sort of creative component when it comes to brand building, reach out to Leland uh, at Azione. I cannot wait to see what her, her new business, The Leader, is going to be um and i'm really grateful for all of you each and every one of you for listening in and taking the time so thank you so much i hope you enjoyed it tell your friends tell your fam until the next one that's it for this episode of born or made ladies and gents i hope our discussion inspired you to take action and chase your own success set goals and work towards them I would be incredibly grateful if you shared our podcast with your friends. Be sure to subscribe so you're notified every time we drop a new episode. Help us out by leaving a positive review and a five-star rating. That would mean the absolute world to me. It really helps the podcast grow. And finally, I'd love to keep the conversation going with you. So you could follow us at Born or Made on Instagram. And you can also follow me at Michael Chernow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and TikTok. We really appreciate you tuning in and uh, can't wait to see you on the next one.